It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast and Out of Spec Reviews. We are double posting this one because we want to make some awareness to our podcast, which is weekly, sometimes twice a week. And we are doing a view or a video on Out of Spec Reviews to talk about our wrap up, our thoughts on the Rivian because we spent a week, felt like a month, but we spent a week, <laughs> sometimes sleepless nights. <laughs> Multiple. Yeah, working with this truck and figuring literally everything out that we could um, I think what it taught us is that we need it for two weeks, really. A, a Six week, months. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, when we... So so a lot of automotive journalists will get a car for a week. That's like your standard amount of time, right? So you'll get... And we do a couple a week anyway, just, just on rotation from what's in our local fleets. But when, when you evaluate an electric car, specifically not even just an electric car, but the first of a new electric vehicle type, an electric pickup truck, mm-hmm. there's so many tests not even just vehicle specific but to test that category of situation that's coming up and so the rivian is the first production electric truck to make it to us at least i don't know if the hummer ev or that beat it to the first customer i think rivian beat them i think rivian won yeah Yeah, it doesn't matter to me who cares anyway it was the first one we've tested and um it it just we had a lot of stuff to do with it (laughs) and a week was not enough time i mean we that thing worked for us from the time we picked it up, it basically, I think, never sat for more than four hours at a time. And that would have been like a long time of it sitting. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I mean, especially the first, I guess the second full day we had it. It was towing trailers all day and then towing trailers all night. And then it took a break for like 30 minutes to charge. And then it was on the drag strip. Well, yeah. Well, that was the thing. We actually, so we, I sat at the charger because I wanted to full charge it. I didn't have enough time to full charge it. Uh, speaking of which, if you go to a previous video on Out of Spec Review's YouTube channel, um, actually right now is when we just posted the full charging analysis. And uh, the point of this video is to, to wrap up our coverage with the Rivian. We've received a lot of questions. We actually wanted to do this with the truck, yeah, but ran out of time. 
Yeah, we returned the truck at two in the morning. Yeah. The idea would have been to re- record and do a podcast in the truck, powered off the truck, but you know. Yeah, we, but you know, we, we just <laughs> Rivian said we need another week. <laughs> yeah. So maybe future we'll do stuff from that. But um, yeah, wanted to some of our thoughts. We got time in here, Kyle, myself, and uh, we do want to thank our sponsor, Magna. By the way. Say something about Magna. <laughs> uh, Magna makes a lot of parts for cars. They are powering uh, electric connected uh, and autonomous vehicles into the future. They're an, an insane uh, technology company when it comes to electric vehicles, but also combustion vehicles. I've driven their Intelligent Force um, E-Beam Axle which was that electric uh, Silverado situation. Do you remember that? That's an incredible name. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what I said. I'm like three beers deep at this point. I'm just starting out too. Yeah, no, they do stuff. I mean, it's like they do things in all sorts of vehicles you've probably experienced. You've interacted with Magna stuff. And I think the coolest notice. thing they make is they make the battery enclosure for the Hummer and F-150 Lightning. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but we can't talk about the F-150 Lightning's one, but we can talk about the Hummer <laughs> one. I'm actually going to with the factory where they make that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, so that'll be pretty neat. Anyway, yeah, love the guys at Magna. Huge, huge thanks to them for sponsoring today's show. Yeah. So let's uh, start right off. Do you want to start with questions or end with questions? Well, I think we should talk about what we did with the Rivian first, uh, the R1T. So many things. So yeah. many things. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's at least uh, explain to our, our audience really quick uh, that may not know. We've been testing a Rivian R1T. We're lucky to be one of the first outlets to get it and not only be one of the first outlets to get it, but to get it for an extended period of time. Uh, You know, most major outlets were getting it for four hours a day, two days. And they said, you know, we, we really pushed them hard. We said, look, we need two weeks Yeah, and we got to road trip this thing and we got to do everything. And they said, we can't make two weeks happen. We'll get you a truck for a week. And I was like, that sounds awesome. (laughs) And it's so cool of them to give us a truck for that long. Yeah, we really appreciate it. And uh, we had it Wednesday to Wednesday. And it was kind of eight days because because it was like early Wednesday (laughs) till Thursday morning. Yeah. Dropped it off at what, 3 a.m.? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we, uh, we, I slept the whole way home, though. It was great. Thanks for driving yeah, time. It was passed out. Yeah. Both of you were. <laughs> Snoring. We were. We were trying to get the theoretical peak charging curve at 1 o'clock in the morning. And While was, I was asleep in the were, passenger car. <laughs> yeah, he was asleep in the Volvo. We have an XC40 recharge, which we'll talk about on the full podcast. So make sure you head to Out of Spec Podcast YouTube channel. YouTube channel and every major podcast platform um, because we talk about everything we do there pretty much we we squeeze news in here and there but it's still like we're doing so much with cars it's a nice extra outlet to yeah do. you'll really get you know we it's just like us talking about what we've doing doing for the week what Behind we have the going scenes on. stuff yeah all sorts of stuff so but yeah we we did the charging test which is most recent on our mind because you spent all day editing that um, oh my goodness, that <laughs> took forever. Just not not even because charging is hard. It's just the computer editing is yeah, annoying yeah. to m- line all of need, our random footage up. Need a new computer, but also <laughs> <laughs> we need a lot of new computers. But now that we have M1 Max coming in the laptop stuff and the iMac and the new Mac Studio, yep. we're just going to get all new hardware. Yep. So yeah, um, charging, which we did the both the theoretical Max and also just a normal here plug it in charging curve which i think really could depend on the external ambient temperature and how hard you drove it on the way to the charger yeah so it's really hard to do a zero to 100 percent curve that's repeatable yeah 
because the ambient temperatures need to be, like you said, consistent and your starting temperatures need to be consistent. Anyway, I don't think we need to get so deep into the charging here. We saw a peak of 197 kilowatts. Mm -hmm. It delivered 123 kilowatt hours to the battery pack. We were able to pull 124 out of it mm -hmm. in the range test. And basically the goal with the Rivian was to not really provide the best review, not to sh you know showcase filming quality. It was to answer all the questions that everyone had about the vehicle. It had yet not been in, like I, I say when, when a vehicle comes out, I don't really watch many reviews of stuff, but I'll watch Bjorn's videos, you yeah. know, and in, in Norway and Bjorn Nyland produces some great testing. And we had the opportunity to get a vehicle before Bjorn did, yeah. which doesn't happen very often. And so we had to do all the stuff because no one knew. That's Bjorn's thing. He gets the cars. He's in Europe first. Is why we're spending a lot more time in Europe these days. And um, basically, the, no one had evaluated a Rivian properly. And so here we are. Now we got it. We got all the data. And I think we did a good job. Yeah. So thank you guys for helping with yeah. all of that. I mean, I was gone for most of it. <laughs> yeah, but you, was not the beginning few days. <laughs> yeah, the beginning few days were hectic. Yeah. That was intense. Yeah, we did uh, drag racing against ev almost everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. with a capital EV yeah. um, with uh, even a anything from a plaid down to a what's the slowest car there? The smart. Yeah, yeah that's I the think fastest that, car. That's I one. think we Actually, got yeah, the smart car won. But <laughs> <laughs> I think we got every EV currently on the market besides a Taycan. Yeah, what what was up with that? So we had a Taycan. We had like three different Taycans lined up, and then the dude with the turbo, Scott, who seems awesome, he has a GT3 RS too. He was Swim like, "I'm over." Yes, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. he's like, "Let's let's come on over to the runway." And then he's like, "Oh, I had a meeting, so I couldn't make it." So come on, Scott, have Scott. your meeting on the runway. Everyone wants to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we we didn't have a Taycan. We intended to. Porsche has a Taycan here in Colorado, but it was just a. It was the white one. There was the white the base, base, which would four? not have won against anything. It was a four, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and Porsche's like, yeah, I talked to Calvin, and Calvin's <laughs> like, look, if we're going to get you a car, and this was really short notice, he's like, we're going to get you a Turbo S for a drag race, just the way Porsche is. And I'm like, well, don't send the car out here for a three-second clip and a video that's competing against another truck. So I'm like, we'll find an owner, and it didn't work. But that's okay. Next time we get a Rivian, we'll just uh, fill in the gap. So let's yeah. let's start by going through everything we did with the truck. We yep. how did it even go? First to pick thing it we up? did, we you went picked with me to pick it up. It up. Yeah, in the F one fifty power boost. Love oh, that yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we drove down in the F one fifty power boost hybrid. Yep. King Ranch. Nice massaging seats. Massaging. But I didn't find out till after I left for my ski trip that oh. I have massaging seats. Oh really? Yeah. You know the Kia V six has massaging seats. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> time would have been so bad. Yeah. You drove all the way to Granby? <laughs> yeah, Granby Ranch. Yeah. Uh, how, how, well, we'll get into the EV6 in a little bit. But but we took the power boost down to pick up the Rivian. Yeah, hung we're, out there, looked, talked yeah, to the Tanya crew there. Bill, yeah. Um, and then drove it straight back to Fort Collins. You stopped to charge. I was like, I'm just going to the office. Right. I, I asked for Rivian to have it as dead as possible, which is probably the weirdest request. Hey, we're picking up an electric car. Can you please drain it? Right. Because what I would, what I really wanted to do on day one was DC fast charging test and a um, range test. And here's what just arrived and do our whole, you know, initial video and, and sort of answer. Yeah. So that's the first video it. we did was so, yeah, answering all of the forum questions before ask the questions before we got the truck. 
Yeah, that may not have been the best decision. But we have a whole bunch of questions <laughs> yeah. in this video that are for from the forum guys. Mm -hmm. I have to say a big thank you to the Rivian Forum group. They have a group on Facebook too, which I'm a member of. Yeah. And big Rivian guy now. Big Rivian guy. <laughs> and you know the thing is, uh, we've never really connected this deeply with the core audience of a vehicle that we've reviewed. Why? I don't know. We should do it more. But it really, I think, transformed our experience because it was able to say, hey. I, we, we looked on the forums and we saw some people charging and stuff. We're like, okay, the, the, the groups are really trying to figure out how the truck charges. So it allowed me to know I need to show everything when it comes to charging. Yep. And, you know, we've already seen everyone else doing drag racing. So that was a lower priority for us. And so we did it, but it's still lower, not posted. It's a lower priority, but also Kyle, get everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even a leaf. Jordan, so, so can we talk about how the, the drag racing thing came about? Because we were, we were sitting right over here and we're like, what should we do with the Rivian this week? And then I guess, I don't know, but I had an idea. Let's drag race it against the F-150 power boost. Which I we never did. That, which yeah. we never ended up doing. <laughs> Instead, every EV on sale. And let's see what happens. That's that's what my idea was. I said, let's get every electric car in the market. How hard can it be? And literally in four hours of just calling people we know, we had 80% of yeah. it. Yeah. That was pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh, we didn't have I-4 either, which we almost did. Well, that the was... I-4 arrived one day late. <sighs> yeah. Shame. See, we needed the Rivian for two weeks. Actually, it arrived the same day. So we shot the drag race on a Friday morning. Yeah. And didn't the I-4 get there Friday afternoon? Yeah, I think so. And BMW required, before it came to us, they put some miles and yeah, charged it twice. 250 miles. And two charging sessions. Mm. I guess they know we do charging tests. Yeah. <laughs> they want to make sure it works before we find out it doesn't. But we were like, who cares? Just have the guys who are putting the miles on it come run it in the drag strip. Anyway, it didn't work out. But we should have that car coming. It's a nice white M50. Mm, yeah. Mm. I've never seen one in person, so I'm excited to see how it is. Mm, we drove it, like it a lot. Does it have the big grill in the front? Yep. Nah, no, never it's, mind. It's, it's better than the iX, though. It's better than the iX. Well, yeah. no, uh, but like it has the big grill. Four series. Yeah, it big just grill. looks like a four series. Yeah, it's subdued. I was shocked. Like we went to Vegas, and I was like, "Look at all these four series," and then there's the electric iX, and Kyle's like, "No, they're all electric." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> Um, okay, so so we did uh, day one was get the car low. We did the whole brought the Rivian up here, did all the stuff. Really enjoyed the first day with it though. That's when we because it was it a relaxed day. It was a relaxed day. <laughs> we got to play around with it. Like we found out how good the sound system was. I right. don't think I realized how good that that was. Meridian twenty one twenty two speaker sound system super good. It's yeah. stellar. It's one of the best systems almost in any, by far any truck, but in almost yeah, I'm any gonna say car. Top, top three, top four of that any, I've heard. any car. Yeah. Yep. Um, fantastic. So you, and you kind of figured out the UI and everything. Cause we played with it a bit in Sonoma in California, um, back in At the November, first mile, first thing. mile event, which, which remember was, how kind of cool that was that we got to get a video out before most people on the yeah. truck. Yeah, that was a great video, but you know it was like within their parameters. Right, of course, they, we got to you know, drift around a well, little bit. Well, <laughs> off camera, the, once the camera was off, I'm like, all right, I don't really care anymore. So then we just started drifting yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, I mean, the more time we spent with it, the more I think you realized, I mean, I think I already knew, but it's just the vehicle that does everything. Yeah, I've, I guess I've been reluctant to fall in love with the Rivian. You were hesitant because on paper it's so good and you're like, it can't be that good because then you'll be like heartbroken. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really know the reason. <laughs> <laughs> I think you think more deeply than I do. Oh, yeah. I guess <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> <of me. Yeah. laughs> I was just like, yeah, I mean, the Rivian seems pretty cool, but like, 
I want a golf R. I don't know. And I am getting one, obviously. <laughs> but, like, you know, I just, I, it's not, I just wasn't front of mind for a yeah. lot of things. And after spending the week with it, it's very impressive. So day one, uh, went to, did the charging test. Uh, down in Denver, full zero to 100, and was left very confused because the vehicle had slowed down charging due to thermals. And I was like, I know I drove this thing. You know, I, I hope I didn't drive it too hard, but it actually wasn't overheating. It was too cold to get a good charging session. And it doesn't precondition? No preconditioning. Okay. So it needs preconditioning. Yeah. Everything um, does, yeah. Everything needs battery preconditioning. And even on a, on a large package, so like maybe Hummer EV won't. Mm. I don't know. We'll see. It, it just depends. Um, so much thermal mat. It would have to precondition for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually, uh, Hummer EV does have preconditioning, and oh. it's and it's manual. And we had been driving this thing in the heat all day, and I had hit manual preconditioning on the way to a charger, and it had not even completed by the time I got there. And it was in Phoenix. <laughs> oh no, Jesus! So good luck. I don't. We'll have to play around with that. That's going to be another full week when yeah. we get that vehicle. So um, th- Thursday, what all happened? I mean, the, I guess trailer stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. The we, we got did the towing. big box trailer. Yeah, we first went to go to U-Haul. No trailers available. Right. And then we went to D&E. Yeah. yeah. Great guys there. They just like, yeah, sure, take it there. Yeah, so we found this trailer sales place here in Fort Collins. I've been emailing with them a bit because I, I'm in the market for a car hauler. I want to get, you know, an enclosed trailer that we can you know, put, put a Morgan in eventually one day. Yes. And, or, or multiple. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so I was like, well, we need an out of spec standard trailer to compare, you know, you know, TFL does the, I think some of the best towing tests in the world with the Ike. And so definitely don't want to, you know, that's their thing. Yeah. And we happen to be in the same area, but what I think we can do at least is do a really good job of explaining efficiencies and tests in our test loop, which is arguably not as cool, but we go from Wellington to Cheyenne and We're back call to it the Wellington. Pike. Anyways, <laughs> 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 yeah. Box trailer. We shoved a model three in it. Um, yep towed it it was like what 7500 pounds 7400 7400 oh, okay. pounds in total but then there had like the spare tire in the test so 7500 pounds yeah makes no difference yep uh and yeah towed that and towed made... uh we towed the f-150 first oh f-150 towed that stuff first and then we compared that we towed the use the rivian to tow the same package right and so we looked at the costs between the two and the towing performance between the two were you surprised the cost about the same. Yeah. And it depends on fuel prices. Yet you get 100 miles on a Rivian and 200, 250 yeah, yeah. on a F-150. So it costs the same unless you're doing a short tow, in which case you could charge at home for your home kilowatt hour price. Right. So, <laughs> so in that video, we haven't edited it at this point. But we will probably give the pricing based on different fuel types as well as different home electricity types. And I'm sure in in some cases fuel will be more expensive and in some cases electric could be more expensive. But we'll have to crunch the numbers. But either way, I mean, it was like a couple dollar difference from what we actually paid at the, yeah. that particular fueling pump and that particular charging station. And then you have the inconvenience of dealing with charging stations and trailering. I mean, yeah. we were in an open parking lot, and it was the biggest pain. And in the you ass. took up six spots. I think I think six parking spots to charge but one. Only truck. one. You only blocked, or you didn't block any chargers. Right. It's just impossible to do it anywhere else. Like, I should have just blocked all the chargers just for the thumbnail. Yeah. Block the leaf that was there. Yeah. <laughs> Plug in the far oh left charger. Oh my goodness, we were backing this truck up, right, in this little space, and there's this little old lady in her Nissan Leaf charging, and she just wants no part of this. Yeah, she <laughs> didn't look up once. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Poor, nah, that's, that's sad. But yeah. uh, anyway, I mean, I, I think 
the, the towing performance of the Rivian was stellar. I mean, we had a massive headwind for a portion of it. No overheating issues whatsoever. Um, those, those Bosch motors, those four little motors, those things rip. Yeah. And it really shows when you put some weight on the back of this truck. Now, now max towing capability is 11,000 pounds and we put, you know, 7,500. So we weren't near max, but the F-150 technically can tow 12,000 pounds. Yeah, I think it was 12.7. But towed that 7,500 pounds way worse than the Rivian. It was squishy. It mm-hmm. was in boost the whole time. It was hunting for gears on the 10 speed because I wanted to keep it at 70 miles an hour and it go, and the Rivian just like sat there dead straight. Yeah. And I was just so a little bit, we may not have had it loaded totally correctly or our cargo totally strapped down. If we're honest, uh, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly Nears makes no difference. <laughs> There's a lot of shirts to make. Yeah, yeah, makes no difference. <laughs> I was just like, no hard breaks yeah. are going to happen here. And you know, it was definitely not like we, if we're going to do more towing testing, we need to do be a lot more legit about it. But I think it was a great indication For the basis of what we did. It, perfect indication of how different the two handled and price-wise. Yeah, and the Rivian just smoked the F-150 in driving feel. Yeah, because yeah, even like leaving Fort Collins to go south, you hit this rumble strip basically on I-25, and it was miserable in the F-150. I was bouncing up <laughs> you, and you down. You start to do the tundra twerk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then I did it with the Rivian. It was fine. It was just like you could feel the bumps were there, but it's not as jarring as the F-150. Yeah, the be. Rivian's got magical suspension. And it is a smaller truck than the F-150. You can't really compare them. But but even with the Ranger or a Tacoma, it feels kind yeah. of this bounciness yeah, that you're getting Trucks always there. ride the same way. And the Rivian does not have any of that. And part of that is because the battery packs a structural component. Right. And it's designed by McLaren. Well, the suspension <laughs> are designed by ex-McLaren engineers, but close enough. It's based on McLaren 720 on yeah, a lift. Time in, it's a 720. <laughs> yep. I'll buy it right now. Uh, then we towed two more trailers. Well, no, one more trailer, two different ways. Yeah. Um, first loaded down with sand. <laughs> so what was... <laughs> This was brutal because we were we got the trailer and then we're like we got to find stuff to put on this thing, but it, it has to be really heavy and have a very low profile. You guys should have been there. This is problem solving in the moment. <laughs> we're calling Home Depots like minutes before they close. Hey, do y'all have sand or no, we bricks? We're looking for cinder blocks. Cinder blocks. <laughs> and then we like, get there and what? then the cinder blocks are like half cut. He's like, yeah, these aren't all gonna weigh the same. Yeah, because they were they were some of them were shaved, and I'm like, this isn't gonna be accurate, and we don't have a good scale. The sand was brilliant, though. It, it was. It just sat there. We strapped it down, but we probably didn't need to. Honestly, it was like on there. Well, yeah. it saved an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Tyler, you were using the Rivian flashlight to strap it down. Oh, yeah. I tried to use Big the lantern. flashlight guy. I tried to use the lantern. Didn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong use for the lantern. Yeah, uh, I should have thrown some music on them. But the the yeah the flashlight in the door, the Rolls Royce. It worked so well. I was surprised how bright it actually thousand was lumens. thousand yeah. lumens yeah i was like uh 500 we'll get a little dim light to where you could put in a tent post or something like that mm-hmm. but no it actually works really well brighter than the sun yeah if we had more time would have done a, a range test on the flashlight to see <laughs> right. how long it keeps that lumens uh <laughs> see the, these are the videos i wanted to make was to yeah. test the subcomponents of the truck and do all the weird things at least i got to test the speaker so i did i also did that thursday did a full review on the speaker and it was good the camp speaker the camp speaker for our, our audience who might be listening can you explain what yeah that is? so in the center console if you get the launch edition or opt for the adventure pack you get this 
speaker that pulls out of below the center console. Like you literally wouldn't even know it was there. Uh, as long as it's in park and stopped, you can pull the speaker out and then pair it to your phone. It's regular Bluetooth speaker, but it's not exactly regular because you can turn the light on. <laughs> there's there's like <laughs> reflective parts at the bottom and that's where the light kind of illuminates. It's out a from. very dim, warm light. Yeah. It's meant to be like you're in the woods, literally no lights, maybe not even moonlight. And this lamp would just like, you know, it would let you know roughly where things are. It's, it's meant to like roughly not like direction basically. Yeah. <laughs> it's meant to not interfere with, interfere with the actual experience of camping. Of course, then you could pull the light out of the door. And, just like, hey. <laughs> and, and the music goes really freaking loud. The too. music is great. So yeah, actually one of the comments on the video pointed out, Hey, this might sound different outdoors. Cause I did the review inside the Rivian kind of comparing it to the Rivian sound system, which obviously the Rivian's built in Meridian one is better, but the Bluetooth speaker is good in-house design partnership with Tiffany for the components, solid speaker. But, but, then but I learned I, in your review, it only has two tweeters where the Apple speaker has eight. You no, know, one tweeter. So oh, yeah, sorry. that I think I that didn't was, learn apparently. <laughs> I, yeah, I ripped apart their choice of speaker a little bit. Cause yeah, I, you know, the home pod is what I compare a lot of things to. And the you home should pod, have had the home pod there. Yeah. Yeah. I, next time I get the Rivian, I'm doing like, I'm getting like 12 speakers. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, to out of spec speaker reviews. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, the home pod has seven tweeters and a, and a woofer. And this has one woofer, two mid drivers and one tweeter. Uh, which explains why the mids were definitely full and the highs were just a bit lacking. But when we took it outside, it actually sounded good as you cranked it up. The bass was amazing. Yeah, which so blew my mind, honestly. I had low expectations because they could have gotten away with just buying a cheap speaker and throwing it in there because who's going to complain you're camping? <laughs> but they actually did good job. So good speaker. Everything about the Rivian seems to be really well holistically thought of even the little chirp when you lock it that's amazing that's like uh, that's it's a bit much for me i, I love the bird <laughs> chirp. Like, yeah you want to be out in nature but like who's actually yeah but why would like, you want yeah have you ever locked an id no, four and like, it goes okay in the future bing bong in the future custom sounds or 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 if that's like not legal because of all the things tesla run to Custom bird chirps, like pick your bird. Oh, you could choose a family of yeah. birds. And actually, someone on on one of the forum posts mentioned a great idea of like like region specific. It's a different unlock sound. Oh, so to get all the unlock sounds, you'd have to travel to all different regions. I love the idea of unlocking things by moving yeah. with the vehicle. So charging unlocks, like with Rivian Adventure Network, for each Rivian Adventure Network charger you get, you get a little badge in your software. Pokemon Go. Expanded. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't actually get that reference, but <laughs> I'm sorry. This guy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then you did your road trip. Well, I think we did more stuff. We did Drag Race. Drag yeah, race Drag Race. Morning, yeah. That was only car that beat it was the, the Plaid, Plaid and, and the, the Smart. Smart. But we knew the Smart was going to win. Yeah. yeah. The no Plaid brainer. was a surprise. <laughs> and people may not know, we have an electric Smart car that's just a freaking mega rocket yeah. ship. Like you can't keep seeing more rally courses than an actual rally car. That's actually true. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Um, and it's held together. Like well, this thing's been in the air. Yeah, skid plates I, coming loose a little. I bit. think the battery is the new skid plate. Oh. <laughs> I think the most exciting race was actually the Drew's Model Three performance. Wow, yeah, that was neck and neck, neck that, and neck. like picture perfect start and finish. It was it was good, just insanely good. Yeah, and then I did the range test. Yep, that's right. 
Did I? I think I slept for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all sent you to bed because you didn't sleep the night before the uh, drag race. Yeah. And then Drew comes back to the house with us. He's like, yeah, he's delusional. He just walked <laughs> off and went to bed. <laughs> but then, then, yeah, so did the range test on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I it was after I left. Yeah, yeah so Friday I, was too windy. So you did the range test Saturday. Oh, that's right. Friday yeah. was too windy. And it was pretty windy on Saturday, too. Yeah. But at least it was a direct head, head tail, and tail So it canceled, canceled yeah, out more it cancels or less. most. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Cancels. It's not the perfect and condition. it was good. Almost 300 miles. Holy smokes. That that's, thing doesn't stop. And it's stop. small battery, right? Middle, Middle battery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's so impressive. So I, I'm really curious what the small battery is going to do, actually. We'll 200? Yeah. I you think, think Rivian's going to loan out a small battery truck? No. If we ask them. I don't know. I don't think they will have any in their media fleet. I can't wait to experience the big battery. Yeah. yeah. That's going to oh, be insane. You can do that range test. I don't, that takes I, too much time. And yeah, I'll do it. We'll just do the Colorado backcountry road. See yeah. how far we can go down. So these are the things I wanted to do with this truck was to do the backcountry road. The, when we were brainstorming what we wanted to do with it, that, that definitely that's, came It up. started to realize, oh, wait, there's only 24 hours in a day. we yeah. got to cut some stuff but out. But that really got in the way. We yeah. really need to expand this day time frame. Because the backcountry route is a pretty slim, simplistic route. It's mostly gravel. And then you get kind of towards like steamboat area. That's when you get some obstacles. What is it, what's the dude's name who took the zeros from us and did it? Uh, Tucker. Tucker. Mm. I can't remember. He, electric cycle rider. Something like that. Gr- great uh, that, video. I know that's though. a channel. It may not be his, but yeah, <laughs> it's a great video. Great video. Yeah. He took the zero. So we took two zeros across Montana without charging. And guess what? That video is still not posted. Yeah. Or ever. <laughs> no, we'll get it up eventually. It's the best thing we've ever done. We have to post it. It was the crate. We were knocking on people's doors in RV parks trying to charge. Yeah, it was a little sketchy. It was, it was great. Yeah. <laughs> we met people that had never heard of like the internet. They're like, oh, yeah. I went to the town in Great Falls to my get my... My grandson usually does this stuff for me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's Google? <laughs> they, Sir, do you have a 240 volt? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> and they actually did. Oh, great. Yeah, because RVs. And uh, um, yeah. I just love that he had... We, we, we were talking to him about the virus. He's like, what What virus are you talking about? Hey, he's like, yeah, not that many people come here with their RVs anymore. I think it's because the internet's down or something. <laughs> <laughs> all of this is recorded, and it's all amazing. Uh, yeah. And so we really need to share. And, and the people of Montana were awesome. Yes, so nice. We, yep. we saw some, the, some of the most beautiful views after driving in fields yeah, for Yeah, so, so the first... It was six days, wasn't it? Yeah, two-thirds of the trip was just straight road, two inches behind the support vehicle <laughs> to get a, most range. A Ford Transit uh, that we rented, and yeah, basically an inch off the bumper to get range on the zeros for days. Yeah, it was miserable. But after that, it was... Amazing. What's Glacier was amazing. I need to get up to Glacier ASAP. Yeah, we have the we have the spot in Glacier to camp. Sweet. It your is mighty, re- it is Miata really the spot. Yeah, no, no, I won't take the. You need some ground clearance. We got the uh, transit down there though. Yeah, and full <laughs> throttle up. <laughs> yeah, getting it up was like once we got down there, we're like, uh, we are really sorry to the folks at Hertz because uh, this is going to hurt. Yeah. Yep. What were we talking about with the Rivian? How did we so talk we, about... We did, we did the, oh, the back range. Country. Oh, yeah. So anyway, there was so much we wanted to do with it. So let's talk about what we did do with it. Yeah. Range test Saturday. And then that's when you left for Moab was that night. Or was it no, Sunday? No. Yeah. I left right after the range night. test. But I feel you, like I must have done something Friday. I think you slept for the most of huh. the day. Anyway. Um, slept in editing, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but and the, then, yeah. So did the range test. That was a really impressive... Uh, took a while test. too yeah well i woke up and i checked the weather i'm like 
it's go time. We got to do this thing. <laughs> Starbucks, charger, go. <laughs> yes. And then live streamed it too. Yeah. Which was really fun. I'm enjoying these live streams. Yeah. They make the time go by. Um, and hopefully you guys will do them too at some point. Yeah. So that'd be cool. Uh, yep. Range test. And then I left to go on the trip to You went Phoenix. to Moab and then Phoenix, right? Well, I, I went to Grand Junction. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I made it from basically our house to the Colorado Mills Mall, which is right before the hill climb on I-70. And I charged it to 99% because all of the Rivian guys... All of them. When I said I wasn't going to go over the mountain pass, I was like, I'll go down to Albuquerque and over. They're like, no, 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 no. you got to see what the thing does in the mountains. So I said, all right. And so I full charged it and I logged the percentage, the energy used and how many miles we had driven in all the major towns you would stop at. So I did Frisco, Vail, uh, et cetera, et cetera, the whole way out to Grand Junction. And that's all in the out of spec motoring video because like a disproportionate amount of Rivian owners live in Colorado. Yeah. A lot of local. Yeah, Jordan saw his first one today, customer vehicle. I've seen a few in Denver, but I saw my first one in Fort Collins. Just, mm -hmm. yeah, right out here by the office. Uh, nice, green. Nice Launch green. green. Yep. Uh, yeah, so you made it to Grand Junction. At like four in the morning. Yep. Or three in the morning. I plugged into a 6.6 .6 kilowatt charger. Ooh. I got like 15% charge overnight. Wow. It's Hotel charging needs at least improvements. <laughs> I mean, you just need 80 amp hotel charging. I'm fine with 80 amp split to 40 if it's load shared. Yeah. But we need to, and these charge point units, they're really screwing over companies, in my opinion. Nothing against charge point. They usually work and they're nicely connected. But charge point will sell you like this package. Like you can spend $7,000 on two 6.6 .6 kilowatt ports. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, you can manage everything on the back end and charge people. And like that sounds good on the face of things. Or you could just put in two NEMA 1450s, have a little $5 thing at the front of the hotel or 10 bucks, whatever it is. You'll get 40 amps at better voltage. Well, same voltage, but higher amperage. And you would save yourself the 70 7200 bucks to put these things in, whatever they cost. Yeah. And they're so slow. Yeah. So that was pretty frustrating. And then I posted it online. Everyone's like, well, it's not the hotel's responsibility to charge <laughs> your car. And I guess they're right. But they're like, if you want to full charge, arrive earlier. I'm like, I'm not going to let the truck sit for 26 hours to full charge. Yeah. Uh, and then where'd you go next? Then... Uh, everyone was like, well, that's enough range to get you to DC fast charger. But I'm like, I need a hundred percent charge. Cause I'm going over the La Salle's to Moab. So I went to the grand junction, electrify America charger, deep charged it, went the basically across to Moab and got almost there before I pretty much got stuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to turn around because the, the, it was pretty muddy. It was a gnarly trail. Like I'm on in the middle of the woods. No one else is out there by myself in the Rivian, just like seeing a mud puddle being like, I better hit this with some speed because there's no way out and hammered <laughs> and it. You through. also forgot all the recovery gear. Yeah. I did not bring anything. It was probably not the smartest. <laughs> we would, I don't know how we would get that thing. Here's out of how there. planned out it was. At 8 p.m., Kyle said, do you want to go to Moab? And I was like, that sounds fun. He's like, I'm on my way to Moab. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but that's how, that's how I normally operate is uh -huh. in real time. And so, yeah, basically had to turn around almost to Moab, go back to the Grand Junction charger. Wasted pretty much half a day. Yep. Then I charged up, went to Moab to the charger. A bolt was sitting there. 
of course, taking the only DC. You could have towed that out. I know. I was like, I'm just going to push this guy away. Cause he was at like 90%. I'm like, where are you trying to go in this thing? <laughs> <laughs> trying to set it on fire. Anyway, you know, if it was full charge, I would have been really upset, but he was taking juice and it's a bolt. And maybe he was trying to get back to Colorado or something. So whatever, it all works. But one DC fast charger does not cut it in, a, not good, in a yeah. metropolitan area. Um, and it's not a major metropolitan area. Yeah, but, I wouldn't say it's really that big. Yeah, but but Moab's like the mecca of off-roading. Yeah, and people with, go there. Yeah, but it's yeah. just recently that we're seeing... Electrified oh, off-roaders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's so fair. I don't think it really is on their biggest concern. As so I was really... Should not have done anything there, but I did a, not even full trails. I just like went down a couple, did something, just did baby lines back, aired back up. And then I was like, it's getting dark and I need to be in Phoenix. And, <laughs> yep. and you know, I, I was driving the Hummer EV first thing the next morning. And so I had already skipped all of the Hummer programs that day so that I could basically road trip the Rivian down there and squeeze everything else we needed to. And, uh, but my plan was to get there for dinner at 6 PM. Anyway, I got there at like three 34, I think actually, 4 30 in the morning yep. took a quick cat nap it was something late and uh yeah then drove the hummer all day and the rivian sat that day yeah. so it didn't do anything with it nice break it probably needed that yeah, yeah i think it just needed to think about life it sounded like 20 percent state of charge there were chargers there but of course the hummers were hogging them the whole time yeah and i wasn't i did not want to get the rivian in the way of the hummer ev program mm-hmm. what i didn't want to do was like like friends that i know there i'm like hey i'll show you the truck or whatever but um you know you didn't want to steal the show. I you didn't, didn't want, want to, to be that guy. I didn't want to be that guy at the Hummer <laughs> event being like, I got a Rivian. Before all of you. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, just like, just, I didn't want to hijack the Hummer EV program. And I didn't want the Hummer people getting annoyed that. So I parked it like way in the far back of the parking lot as far as I could. And yeah, just, just did, did my own thing. I parked them next to each other. I filmed a little side by side for the Hummer review. And, um, we, I assume this will go up before that. So we can't really talk about the Hummer. Yeah. But then I drove home and when I drove home, I left at, I think seven 30 in the morning, something like that. The following day after drinking way too much the <laughs> night before. And, <laughs> uh, and that was an interesting test because I had to cover distance almost a thousand miles, mm-hmm. almost, um, in one day I had to hammer it home because we had stuff to do here. And you live streamed it all. It's pretty much all live streamed yep. and made it home and had zero charging issues. Can you imagine that? That's great. I've never had a CCS road trip with literally zero problems on both ChargePoint CPE 250s and uh, all ABB Electrify America units. Those were the two units I used. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, on my EV6 trip, Electrify America gave us zero issues other than a, a billing issue. Like we got double charged, but it never didn't charge the vehicle. And that's number one priority. Money, yep. you know, the cost stuff can be figured out later. Yeah, money doesn't matter, but yeah. you got to get somewhere. Um, Francis was a different story, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> there goes Electri- our, our Francis energy sponsorship. Electrify America was solid. So yeah, I didn't even have to use Electrify America for my trip. Really? Yeah. I just used the come and go charge point. Oh, the CPE two fifties. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. No issues there either. Just plugged right in, started doing some work, sat there for 20, 30 minutes. So. And they're not even that fast of chargers. No. I, well, that one got 100. I saw 122 kilowatts. You saw 122 kilowatts on a CPE 2 I was the, also the only one there. Yeah, but it doesn't affect the station really. Yeah, it just everyone was looking at me funny. Some yeah. dude comes up to me. He's like, hey, man, how much range you get out of that thing? I was like, ah, 200-ish. How much does it cost to fill up? I said, eh. From like 20% or 10% to 80 was like 17 bucks the other day. So, nah, okay. 
have a good day. And his, <laughs> and his super duty just <laughs> rolls coal when he's leaving. I was like, yeah. my guy. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we need to talk about your first solo EV road trip. Yeah, it was fun. No issues. I think it helped that I stopped and charged at Jordan's house the night so before. So do you know the spec of the car you used? It was a wind. All-wheel drive. Yep. EV6. Yep. Made by Kia. Is that who makes it? Yeah, no. <laughs> Some people may not know. Yeah, yeah. took an EV6 wind. So I took an EV6 wind from Chicago to Dallas. Timon took an EV6 wind into the mountains for a ski trip. And I took an EV6 GT line from Munich to Stuttgart. Ooh. Wow, this guy. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> We're all big EV6 guys over here. Yeah, but I actually saying, did really enjoy it. EV6 experience now. Timon liked it more than he expected, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I was really just like, this is kind of ugly. And then I started spending time with it. I was like, you can lower it, throw some wheels on it, put a roof box on top. You got the real sport back look or the shooting brake look. Have you mocked that up yet? What it look like? I still got to do that. All My right. Photoshop is just taking a dump on me. Yeah. Um, PC problems. But <laughs> I, I, back. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed that car. It was comfortable. Good sound system for the most part. It really is only good when you plug in your phone because over Bluetooth, it's kind of quiet. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's quiet plugged in with Android Auto too, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but you had Android Auto experience. Yep. You have an Android. No, Imad fired me, me and Imad. <laughs> his and so he's I, got the folding Android phone. Yeah, yeah. I asked Imad for all of his complaints about the infotainment. They were all Android Auto. By <laughs> <laughs> CarPlay, if CarPlay's full screen. Yeah, Android Auto's not. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. you know, a lot of people ask because we really want to keep this Rivian focused. A yep. lot of people ask, why does Rivian not have CarPlay? That's one of these questions right here. Yeah. Oh, okay. Should we just get in? Well, let's finish up what we did. I drove really it home, quick, yeah. and then. What else do we do with it? We oh, I did. You got home Wednesday review. morning, snow driving, or Tuesday night driving. I did snow driving earlier. We forgot that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I came back Wednesday afternoon, and then we went to Denver to do a charging test, and then returned it. Returned it at Very two late. in the morning. Yeah, uh, they basically said bring it back Wednesday. And I said, okay, what time? And they're like, what time do you want to bring the vehicle back? I said, what's the latest possible time? And they said, well, there's a security guard. You just put the key in the Dropbox. So to me, that was a Thursday morning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just right so before service need, crew shows up. Yeah. You don't need it till you guys show up Thursday morning. So, right. <laughs> so yeah. we squeaked out every last drop with it. Yep. But, and I think we did a good job getting most content out. And a lot of you have asked us questions because during one of the live streams, so many reviews and owners were watching, I mentioned, hey, put a, a thread on the forum that says, you know, we've now done 3,200 miles with it. We've all driven the truck. Yep. What and, and like, what do you want to know about it now that we've had real experience with it? Yeah. So I'm going to go through some questions. Timon's got some in front of him too. And then I want to end at the very end with our just final thoughts on cool. the truck. But that sounds good. Um, yeah. So I want to and we'll just rapid fire because there's a lot of questions and we don't want to take And we're in no rush. Uh, okay. Then yeah. yeah. Okay. Keep, wait, make it two hours. Who yeah. cares? We're drinking. Another, another <laughs> uh, so first question, how do you think the interior will hold up against pets and how hard slash easy is it to clean like pet hair as a dog person? Please answer. <laughs> Alyssa made the video on the dog stuff. Oh, I don't know if right. she went into the cleaning aspect of it, but it is a sort of you know, not real leather and it can just be wiped up. So I know blue left some paw prints and we wiped those up or she wiped them up and didn't, didn't seem to say anything different than what she's experienced with the Tesla, which has been unbelievably great for dogs. 
Uh, we have the white seats, and we've thrown the muddy dogs in there since day one and 100,000 miles. They're yeah, great. they could use another clean. They just need a wipe down. Yeah. Cleans right up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll borrow the Tesla again and detail it. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Can you get, take it to get registered, too? Because I don't want to go to the DMV. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts on the fancy floor mats that come with the adventure package? Don't like them. He didn't like them. I liked them. Didn't they even, kept coming did, up on me. I didn't even notice that they were fancy Simon floor mats. Didn't even know they were floor mats. <laughs> it must be the way that I sit when I drive, but they kept bunching up. Yeah. They, yeah, they didn't stay in place well, but I love how they looked and felt. Yeah. So Okay. I just I'll, thought they looked out of place. Yeah. How hard is it to get stuff in and out of the trunk? <laughs> just depends if you're 5'2 or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I think what they're getting at is the... F-150 Lightning Mega Power Frunk. And has, Silverado. Has the and thing Silverado that's... have the... Op- the grill goes up with the frunk, so you and have the Hummer easy EV. access. And the Hummer, yeah. The, is the Rivian the only one that does not have... Truck-wise, so far. Wow. But the Rivian's also not... Like, picture trying to get into the frunk of a, of a Hummer EV over the front. Why would I want... Are they asking how hard it is for them to get themselves into it? It no, says stuff. 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 Not, okay. yeah, I'm not saying you, but like, if, if the grills didn't go up with all those other trucks, that would be a crazy reach. Why is it not crazy in the Rivian? It's still a bit of a reach, but the Rivian's not quite as tall, I don't think. Well, it's adjustable. Yeah. yeah. Slam it's it. It's super easy to get stuff in and out. Slam it. Yeah, getting it. <laughs> I would say, didn't even think that that was an issue. issue. Yeah. And if you can't put it in there, maybe just, you should just drive like a Prius or something. Yeah. It's lower to the ground. Not, not, nothing derogatory against <laughs> Prius drivers. I'm just saying, you know, you could get something lower. Yeah. Uh, and then what's like the startup sequence of the lights look like? They mm. just turn on. No. Do they like, do the fade thing? Yeah. yeah they fade right. from the center out. Excuse me. Sorry for that. <laughs> they fade from that's right. the yeah. center out. I really dig it. And has Rivian mentioned anything about V2L charging? Mm. That has come up a couple times. Yeah. Not with Rivian. Okay. But they, it has V2L from 120 volt outlets. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we didn't really, so there was so many things. I wanted to test like e-bikes in there and do gear guard stuff, and we just yeah. haven't. But our friend Robert is getting his on Monday, so we'll do stuff yeah. with his. Yeah, we have truck. a lot more we'll do. So. Yeah. Uh, I want to max out the power outlets and see what it does to shut off. We did this with Ionic 5. Zach took an Ionic 5 and maxed out its power output, mm-hmm. um, and it just shut off. It just said overloaded, but it provided way more power than what it said it would do Yeah. before it shut off. So I'm really curious what we can pull out of the Rivian. Yeah. Uh, Timon, you have any more questions? I mean, there's a lot. I'll just, I'll yeah, just run through, through all of them. I'll Even share, if they're yeah. duplicates, that's fine. Because yeah. I think it's also interesting for other people to know what, what we get asked. When do of. you plan on getting one? Well, I would buy one today, right now, if there was the, the spec available. But there's not. You just can't. And I really want... I'm, I'm flexible in exterior color, pretty much. But I don't think I'm flexible in interior color. Uh, first off, can't do silver. What about that new gray? That's fine. But that silver is just a no-go. Really? Yeah. Why? Looks like a rental car. Yeah, it's just so base. It just okay. makes the car look so base. When I, it's just a I don't disagree. I'm starting to like a lot of cars in silver, but something about the Rivian in silver. Like a Model cool. Three looks great in silver. Agreed. Best color in a Model Three. But on a Rivian, it's no. But a Model Three already looks kind of like a base car. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, size wise, how does it compare between like a Ranger and F150? Well, I think this has been answered a million times. I think it's it? closer it's right to right in the middle. But closer to Ranger. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We parked it next to a Colorado, and it was just slightly bigger than the Colorado. Right. David's car. Would you pick it over a Hummer? 
I don't think the Hummer review is out. I don't think the Hummer embargo has lifted yet. So I think that would give away an impression of the Hummer, which I'm not allowed to say. Mm. I'm allowed to say I would pick a Rivian. <laughs> yeah, me too. Wait, say that one more time. I'm allowed to say that I would pick a Rivian, but that's because I just don't know about the Hummer. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Timon? Yeah, I would take a Rivian over. I don't need about the size And of, why would you guys do that? I don't need the size of a Hummer EV. I'm a small car person. Yeah, he drives so I, a Miata. I think it's <laughs> funny. Like I mean, We talked about this before, but like I, lo- I think the Tesla charging network and just Tesla as a whole is great. But at the same time, my dream garage. Get this bad boy out of here. My yeah, dr- this my guy. Dream garage, <laughs> I had to check and see if I was wearing my Tesla shirt. My dream garage does not have a Tesla. It'd be a Taycan and a Rivian, which are CCS cars. That's a fantastic two-car solution. Absolutely. You got the long, long, no, Forest Green, Ocean Coast, Rivian, and the Taycan, Sport Turismo, GTS. I'd probably just do red. You oh. mine red like every basic GTS yep. yeah. owner. Yeah. <laughs> Tycon GTS, GT3 RS, Lexus GX470. <laughs> well, that could be a He's whole already on his way. Yeah, you're already on one step. Let's see what else is in here. We're looking for... We just read every single one. It's okay. How does it do against Model 3 performance or refresh Model S long range in a 0 to 60 and then 60 to 106 or 60 to 130? Okay, well, the Rivian can't do 130. It goes 116 indicated, which is about 112 GPS. Um, it's it's faster than a Model 3 performance. That's I was blown away by that. I was not expecting. It was dead even to about 60, 65, and then I just pulled away in the Rivian like Drew was hitting the brakes in the Model 3. And we ran it twice. Yeah. Pretty insane. Um, how did this is a good one? How does your back and booty feel after the longest drive? So road trip comfort, mm, great, no issues, great, mm-hmm. very comfortable seating position, nice cabin, uh, needs tinted front windows and a windshield, very much needs a tinted front windshield. Yeah, and they asked how access to the roof would be without stepping on the gear tunnel door, and that's because this person's thinking about an R1S mm-hmm. and getting to the roof. Is you open the, the literally any SUV. Open the door and step on either a seat yeah. or the side panel. That's probably the best way. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I or stand on your like, tire. Go, go try and get on the roof of a Tahoe. It'd be the same. Yeah, timing. Yeah, probably. Uh, summary of drive modes. Yeah, we can get into the drive specific modes. specific driving situations. Yeah, I mean, so there's all purpose which is, and this is all coming from memory, but I yeah. think I've got it down. There's all purpose, which is the, the way that the vehicles start up and it's very comfortable, especially if the suspension's in standard and the damper set to soft. Mm-hmm. Then there's a regen selection, high or low. I only drove it in high for them. I mean, I put it in, in standard and, and showed what that was like. And then there's three levels of traction control. I don't think you can back off traction control in all-purpose mode. I think you need to be in a separate drive mode to disable stability control. And traction control stays on the whole time. It's just stability control. Then there's sport, which is lowers it down one notch as standard. The damper control changes uh, even with soft and harsh, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then you can put your, re- your stability down to reduced, which I prefer. Uh, I don't know if we should recommend others doing that, but if you're comfortable controlling a car, it's very easily controllable. 
Long in sport. Yeah. yeah. And so I was ripping it up a back road and just coming out of corners with neutral steer, slight opposite lock. And it was so balanced and so fun, um, especially considering it was on all-terrain tires. Yeah. So uh, one question said, would you get the all-terrain tires or would you get the standard road tires? I would get the, the whatever the big wheels are, I think, the mm-hmm. sport ones. And a set of the all-terrain tires. Two sets of wheeled tires, baby. I just think you need something that, that you could just beat up off-road that you don't care about and something that looks good on the street. And, and I like, if I had to choose one set, I would choose what we had, I think, which I thought was good. Just yeah. to run through the drive mode some more, then, you know, then there's conserve mode, which lowers the vehicle all the way down, um, runs just front-wheel drive. I'm not exactly sure how they torque sleep the rear motors. They're four permanent magnet motors. So they can't be fully... Yeah, you can't really turn them off yeah and so i don't fully understand how how they're doing it obviously you can have permanent magnet motors run at a very low power level and not provide power but you still need to have some sort of smoothing on them um there are technologies with a a, a clutch or a dog clutch disconnect um but and some form users said that they think it has a rear motors disconnect i could not feel it connecting and disconnecting you know, I was, I was going under partial load, going conserve and all-purpose back and forth, and didn't feel like it ka-chunk, ka-chunk. Now, in EV6, it does a disconnect. In Ionic 5, in Tycon, early software versions of Tycon, it would disconnect. And you can feel that. So either their software is really good, or it doesn't actually disconnect, it, which would be my guess. But I don't know. There's definitely no torque uh, or, or mechanical connection between the two rear wheels from a clutch pack. Um, and at least the truck doesn't drive that way. And so conserve really is not needed most of the time. I feel like I overused conserve on the road trip. Mm-hmm. I would pull into chargers with five, six, seven percent state of charge. Rookie like, numbers. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I using conserve? I should have just burn the juice in all purpose <laughs> and just been more comfortable because it really rides like crap in conserve on the highway. Yeah. That does go to another question asking how it rides in different ride heights. Yeah, so the ride height, there's three that you want to keep the vehicle in 99% of the time. It's high, standard, and low. If you run highest or lowest on either end of that selection, you either have too much air in the the air springs, if you will, in the air chamber that there's no room for compression because it's just so stiff. Or you have no air in there and you're just riding on the bump stops. (laughs) (laughs) And you're bouncing like a failed air suspension car down the road. It kind of looks like it too. Yeah, it looks looks very awkward when it's lowered out, I think. I mean, it's great that you can do it. I mean, these are the things you can do as a new car company. BMW, Ford, Audi, they would never let a car leave with conserve mode tuned the way it is in the Rivian. Mm -hmm. But it does get you the best efficiency there's just a huge compromise when it comes to ride comfort yeah and you know it's not the end of the world you can still cruise no problem in in uh conserve mode i just would use it sparingly personally because you know it actually doesn't charge that badly i would just leave it in all purpose and then there's off-road modes which there's auto uh rock crawl rally and drift Mm -hmm. didn't spend enough time in drift did on did try it on pavement couple times allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't so basically the problem because you can't lock the two rear wheels together you can't um, basically send any more than 50 percent of the power to the outside rear wheel mm. because that's its 100 percent power output but if you had a locking diff you could just say make these suckers spin at the same and 
which would be great. And so you're giving up power on the rear axle by having a four motor system in an extreme situation. The truck's really balanced, but drift mode doesn't let you go to low suspension. And I feel like people are going to misuse it like me. And just end up rolling. It's like a little <laughs> sketchy and standard to be sliding yeah, that it, thing around. On asphalt, it kind of just goes and it looks like that inner tire yeah, just like wants to lift. Lifting it's that just, front left tire if you're, if you're yeah, sliding. Yeah, hit a curb, you are flipped. <laughs> I mean, maybe the weight's really low in it, but like... It definitely is like, okay, Rivian's already putting a drift mode in there. And I get they don't want people drifting it on the pavement, but we're still going to do it. So just let me go lowest. Right. That's why, I mean, Tesla has their track mode. That you can use on the street. Yeah. And they have the technology to geofence it to tracks, <laughs> but that would suck. I'd sell my car immediately. <laughs> and so... Yeah, I thought Rally was the best for dirt roads. I did a lot of dirt road driving, you know, on that Moab trip and really kept it in Rally most of the time. And I could mat it coming out of corners, get some opposite lock. As soon as I would come back to, to kind of catch the car, it would it would send a little bit more power to the front. A really good drivetrain control when the vehicle's moving. The low speed stuff I thought needed calibration a little bit better, but rock crawl worked really well. I crawled up... Um, in Moab and rock crawl was really impressed with how little wheel spin the vehicle had, which is what you want rock crawl. You don't want to, you know, you want max grip and not wheel spin. That's why I think the vehicle needs a mud snow mode. A lot yeah. of, um, yeah, I guess some of the guys that are more familiar with the truck than I am said that I should have tried, um, off-road auto would have been better for the snow than what I was doing in rally mode. I tried it but I didn't spend enough time. Like that's what you get in a week. Like there's only right. so much you can do. Yeah. Uh, and so it sounds like a lot of the guys that have had this in the snow, I won't mention their names cause they're, well, whatever, we'll just move on. But like, you know, <laughs> they, they're very familiar with the truck and they're like off-road auto is, is the move for snow. And so perhaps I should have tried that. Going uh, off of off-roading. Do you think the package is worth it? The off-road package? Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I would do it. And then just get another set of wheels. Yep. Would you get, another set of Rivian wheels or like, I think that's the only thing available. I hope drew makes some wheels for it. That would look good. Yeah. I talked to drew about it. Um, drew, our friend drew owns Martian wheels, which is like an electric vehicle wheel company. He's making ID four wheels now, Tesla wheels, and it's all focused on purpose, right? It's to make your lap times faster in those cars. I was like, drew, you need to make like a really good sort of tire for Rivian. Cause it's an interesting compromise, but also needs really high stiffness. Um, and so yeah, branch out of the track and do some off road. Yeah. So he's getting designs. into it. He really fell in love with the Rivian and was like, this thing was he for drew to say something's better than a Tesla in his mind, or at least more capable yeah. is really impressive. Off it, of personal question off of, from when you went off roading, do you think it missed rock sliders with the off road package? Do you think it's necessary or it's just like not a concern for you? Well, you know how I treat my cars. Well, yeah. <laughs> so the zero car concern. is a rock slider. Yeah. 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 I mean, the car will just, it'll go over anything. Do you think it should be included in the off road package? I think a little plastic trim hanging down on the passenger side. Yeah. But that doesn't do anything. It's no. not going to save your door. No, I think I may have broken it. Oh. Or it was broken when we got it. I don't know. I know. I only noticed it, and I forgot to tell anyone because I'm just thinking about it now for the first time. But it's already back at Rivian. They would have found yeah. out by now. Um, <laughs> sorry to anyone from Rivian listening to this podcast about your center cap on the wheel. I don't know how that got lost. But I'm not taking any fault for that because yeah. I did not take it. Things happen. And, yeah, I think I noticed that the plastic piece may have been dinged on the bottom. Like, it may have bo bottomed out on something. Um, 
rock sliders yet? Well, sure, just just drive the truck. Who I'm cares? Gonna, Beat it up. I'm going to be so interested in the aftermarket for the Rivian. I mean, there's so much potential for things to... I mean, Rivian themselves make a lot of stuff for it, but... Yeah, I'm excited to see front and rear bumper. There's not really wheel and tire thing you can do because the clearance in the yeah, wheel also... There's not much room to put a bigger tire on it. Because technically, there are 34s or 35s that are 34s. on there. But it's on a 20-inch wheel. Yeah. yeah the which brake, is The brakes are like too big to fit smaller wheels. The brakes are really good, tires. actually. They do overheat. Like, you can get them hot. But I was impressed. They're yeah, no, better no. than they need to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. So the brake calipers are too big to do smaller wheels with beefier tires. But the brake calipers are good size. But that's where Drew comes in. Because Drew figured out how to make 18s fit on a Model 3 Performance. Yeah. Before anyone, I think. I mean, he's got that, you know, really maximize the barrel size. Uh, so, so we should let Drew have a go with some bead locking 18 inch or 19 inch wheels for it. Um, would be kind of interesting. Yeah. The, there's one last drive mode just to touch on it is towing mode. Yeah. And there's a the brake controller was cool. The integrated brake controller directly into the software controlled by the steering wheel was really slick Yep. and it stiffens up the suspension and tows like a beast. It could tow 100,000 pounds. The, the limit is uh, braking, I think. Like, the Suspension. truck only weighs so much. I mean, <laughs> the truck yeah. is expensive. Or, <laughs> heavy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, my mind just jumped to the cost. I don't know. Truck is heavy, but yeah, you got suspension, brakes, and all those things. I think the truck's the best value for a dollar you can get. It is a good value. And that's, yeah. But that might make me sound a little bit distant from the common man. Even though that is me. But Value I mean, doesn't mean cheap. Right. For what you get, I mean, could you buy anything that does... Like, it's five cars in one. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a tow um, rig. But our spec a, was also 100000 with the with current price. With the new price. pricing, yeah, right around ninety five or something like that. Mm, yeah. It's worth every penny, even at the new pricing. Yeah, because, I mean, I fully specced basically Super Duty is like 95 and you can't do 0 to 60 in another 3 seconds. And you can't straight it up a back road. And then you get a Taycan with similar acceleration. You're 150. Yeah. yeah. Just for the straight line stuff. That's true. And then that Model 3 performance is a really good value as well. Yeah. Maybe not with the new pricing. I haven't looked. But anyway, let's continue with some questions. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is something each of us could answer really quickly. Mm -hmm. But uh, there's four parts. So the first one is top thing you loved about it. Just if you could narrow down to one thing. I love how hard it rips on a back road for a truck. Uh, Diamond? I think the look, it, it really is just completely different from most trucks on the market, especially when it comes to everyone here. Did you like all the attention it got? Yeah, it's I great. I love say, that. It, turned, <laughs> it, it turned so many heads. Yeah, I that's mean, why it's, I, it's dangerous to drive it because other people are like texting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had some dudes slam on the brakes next to us to like, take a second look. Yeah. yeah, you get a lot of people that, like, just sit in your blind spot with, like, their camera out. And I'm like, I just want to not be in this situation in case you crash into me. I, yeah, I think it was overall design for me, too, inside and out. Like, the interior looked good. The exterior looked good. Some people say they hate the exterior. I just ignore them. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, the, I think it's a great-looking vehicle. Some Volvo vibes on the interior. It's like if Volvo made a truck. Yeah. I and I love that. Um, uh, so yeah, okay. Thing top thing you were disappointed by. Oof. <laughs> top thing I was disappointed by. So yesterday I was trying to think of things I don't like about it, and I have a list of everything I don't like about it. Okay. Will you want me to run through it? I mean, yeah. I, mean, I made it just on the the drive when we were going to drop it off. 
Uh, well, I guess it was just kind of final thoughts, more or less. Okay. So the broad capability stands out as the highlight of this truck to me. Yeah. Just everything it can do. The screen brightness is a pain in the ass. That, yeah, which could be addressed by software, but Easily. that's annoying. Yeah, so do you want to explain how this R- works? Riven, if you're listening, um, so the screen can be night or day mode. Jordan, they've fallen asleep by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really interesting because... <laughs> no, yeah, screen can be night or day, and it's not bright enough in the day, and it's too bright at night. Well, it's, it's just that you have an automatic function for day and night, yeah. but not an automatic function for, for actual brightness. brightness. And if they just match the brightness to the exterior lighting conditions, then it would be much better. Yeah. Just do it like everyone else does it. <laughs> okay. Here's another thing I don't like. When you put the lights in automatic mode, there's no way to then have fog lights on. So what you have to do is rock the switch up to lights plus fog. Yeah. And you have to do that every time. But then when you get back in the truck, it leaves the lights on. And the truck looks really ugly with the headlights on. It looks yeah. much better with just the light bar lit up. And so you don't want to be driving around in the day with your headlights on. Because yeah. I like the, the really wide beam of the fogs. And yeah. so that was a little bit odd. Um, uh, lighting in cabin needs more. <laughs> I'm really good at writing. Things. Yeah, it needs well, more yeah, lighting. I guess we just we just got out of EQS. Uh, so <laughs> it needs less we need than some that. EQS ambient lighting review. Yeah, but we need less than whatever EQS. Less, is yeah, that, yeah, that's somewhere a in between. Too much. But I just think not even ambient lighting visually, but just to light up surfaces. Like it was just really dark in there. Yeah, like so just to find things on the floor. Yeah, there was no footwell lighting. Well, there was a little no, bit. No, there's but, footwell but lighting, but not, but not in, in the, the center. center console. Yeah, right. And the the door pockets have lighting, but the door pockets kind of suck. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that at all? Yeah. I kind of like the idea that you can pull it out and fit a big water so bottle in there. So they wanted a thin door to make, I guess, the cabin feel Bigger. nicer. And by the way, the door stays um, warm. It stays insulated with the cabin. Like when I touch the door and it's cold outside the Model 3, the door is cold. Yeah. And I think that's, a, that's pretty silly. Um, let's see what else we have. Drift mode. I just wrote drift mode. I don't know why. <laughs> things it needs oh dryness in the bed i ran it through a high pressure car wash with the tonneau cover closed and it stayed dry wow okay that was impressive i did not expect that to be it i mean that the next thing was the top thing that surprised you i don't know if that's a top thing but i think what the top thing that surprised me was how loud and amazing the motors sound oh the ma- motors sound amazing i was mostly surprised how that it beat a model 3 performance <laughs> yeah. yeah me too the model 3 performance is fast that's not yeah. a slow car and, and it weighs 3,000 pounds less. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Motor noise was probably the top thing that surprised me in a good way. Like I was. You hear it. It's there. They didn't hide it. They don't put fake stupid sounds in that thing, thankfully. It's that's like the EV6. God, yeah. that's the dumbest <laughs> freaking stuff on the planet. Um, I didn't like how clunky the, the drivetrain was at low speed, though. Yeah. So like backing in and out of parking space and clunk, 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 clunk. It's very noticeable if you go over like a speed bump. It's just drivetrain slack that gets, you know, mm-hmm. basically and, and it's rocking as you apply forward torque or rearward pressure and regen doesn't help with that because regen is doing the opposite of what the vehicle is doing yeah and so you're constantly in this rocking motion and and you can force the car to do it more i show this in the driving review um don't floor it in high suspension that makes one hell of a bad noise (laughs) yep so basically as you would expect when the suspension's aired up you don't want to launch it because mm-hmm. I don't know what was up, but it sounded really bad when I did that. And so I backed <laughs> off uh, rear brake lights. Oh, yeah. so this bad. Is, is that so bad. Timon's biggest disappointment. Yeah. Yes. Because he keeps following it. Yeah. So you have two small 
brake lights on the corner of the entire bar and then one up top. But if you have a tent on top, you can't see that top brake light at all. Oh, so you can't even see the third brake light. That's the thing. With the tent on, it. I, that's when I realized what you were saying. Like with the tent off, the third center brake light, really good. Then you don't need the other ones. But with I still tent, think you need the other ones. Or yeah, I mean the other ones, they're small-ish. They're with, really, with the they're tent, like this size. With a tent or anything on, like it's not enough brakes light. Mm. Yeah, so I thought once you have the racks in the bed connected, have it send a code through the car to where the rear charging the light. Passive locks. How would it know? I'm not an engineer. <laughs> we need a lower F1 light, like right above the trailer hitch. <laughs> and then like a rain light. where the uh, charging bar is for the rear, just make that a brake light once the tent's connected. So uh, for our audience who may not know where the charging light is in the rear, most of our audience didn't even know they had a charging light in the rear. <laughs> <laughs> not enthusiasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Basically, the whole rear light bar is just a standard. Everyone's putting light bars in their car, and I hate yep. the trend. And then you have a <laughs> blinking green light when you plug it in, a very thin strip along the tailgate section. Of yeah, it's back. like basically as wide as the LED strips truck guys do yep. for their fourth brake light. And that light. could act as an additional brake light yeah. in probably every scenario. I yeah, think I think it would help a lot because... When it's, you're behind a yeah. behind the Rivian, you only really notice the two small ones, and you're like, "Oh wow, that's really small." Oh wow, I should be braking. Yeah, <laughs> I would say that is uh, a real critical issue. That the the lighting on the outside on the rear seems to be way too small. I think the bars do look good. The light bars, generally speaking, I, so I thought the F one fifty Lightning in person, the light bars look really cheap. Yeah, I, I, hate, I agree. I dislike them. Yep. Um, and I like the base F-150 without the light bar. Yeah, so XL and XLT don't have light bar, um, whereas the Lariat and Limited do. So, Good yeah. job remembering the trim levels. I, I <laughs> got it, man. Finally got it. I always get Limited and, and uh, platinum, platinum mixed up. Yeah, yeah. There's no Platinum Lightning, at least not yet. Um, so, oh, the motors are weird and neutral. So I was doing a lot of burning oh, juice yeah yeah and remember you, you felt this with yeah. me too because we were trying to burn down the battery pack which means lots of throttle put it in neutral use friction brakes yeah no put regen. it back yeah. in the drive and goes to avoid regen and that's just the quickest way to to burn the battery down which yep. is honestly time was of the essence here and so sorry about your brake pads rivian but uh so the motors basically have this oscillation to them that yeah. uh you get these weird torque spikes in neutral, like the motors don't have proper smoothing. And so that's just motor control stuff that definitely needs to be worked out. Yeah. Not that anyone's cruising around in neutral, but it just felt really weird. And for them to even have like a tow charging function, I don't think they advertise, but you can tow charge any EV and they've done this in long way up and it seemed to be approved by Rivian. Yeah. Um, we, uh, another thing we wanted to do, of course, but we didn't have time. I also <laughs> wanted to charge it from the F-150 hybrid, but we yeah. didn't have time. Um, <laughs> and look at that efficiency. The, yeah, the motors need to be smoothed out mm -hmm. when coasting in neutral. Uh, what else do I have here? The tonneau cover sounds terrible. It sounds really cheap. I tried not to use it very much because I'm like... We're always afraid it was going to break Yeah, while using and it. And I don't know if we should feel like it's going to break because I'm not honestly sure of any that have other than all of the Rivian show trucks at the first mile were like, yeah, don't touch the button. 
Yeah, I think they're still working out kinks, which is not good. I think it's now a very expensive option, so people don't order it. (laughs) (laughs) Three grand as a deterrent. Wow, yeah. But it is nice to be able to close it. Yeah. Like, the idea is great. Yeah, it's nice that you can go... It goes into the bed, basically. Unlike most, that just, like, you have an extra couple inches that you lose your bed space. And what we found is you just, it's really easy. Maybe you just keep a, a brush in the gear guard so you could brush the junk off so that it doesn't end up where your tonneau cover is going. Yeah. Or yeah. just connect a hose for the air compressor. Yep. And and yep. The onboard air compressor, air compressor is one is of the best cool. parts of the truck. Yeah. Every car needs that. I aired up and down all four tires multiple times. Didn't overheat. Yeah. It was awesome. It'd be awesome to do some mountain biking out of this truck and then you can adjust your air pressures on the fly. Yeah. If only we had it for two weeks. Yep. The things like, <laughs> and at the end of two weeks, if only we had it for three weeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep, exactly. But I feel like we got the big stuff out of the way. Yeah. So. We have the most know. important yeah. stuff. Uh, auto climate control sucks. I'm going to, I won't say what, what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 we, we need to keep it somewhat clean most of the time. It sucks. It is so annoying to use auto climate control in this thing because it just blows the fan at you. Mm -hmm. What we really need are three levels of auto climate control. Yeah. Which like is becoming the standard in the automotive industry. I need three levels of steering wheel heat too. Yeah. The the XC40 recharge has that. Yes. It goes from burning hot to not, but great heated (laughs) steering wheel in terms of full coverage. Yep. Uh, What else? I got one last, I got one last thought that I wrote down on the drive. I mean, yeah, we haven't done final thoughts yet, but, yeah, uh, but here we go. I mean, we have most of them, but I know this question actually, um, do we know if maps navigation and charger locations work when out of cell range? Because a lot of times you sh- in theory would be out adventuring. Yes. It, it can route without cell service. Cool. Yep. But I don't know about the charger. I think it does. I didn't spend enough time out of cell service, but it definitely did map routing out of service. It said, we can't connect right now. Would you like to route with the onboard situation? Mm. And I said, yes, we'll do that. Uh, I was going to say the one last thing that I thought about was the, key, the just entry exit of the vehicle and the key range. Oh, yeah. The key range is not great. So the, I think the truck's designed to use the cell phone as a key. But we didn't have access to but that because it was... It's too early for them to figure out how to give multiple users to one truck. It's kind of being set up for it because you can go in the menus of the truck and see multiple users, um, but you can only have one at the time. And so Rivian couldn't figure out how to get us the phone app, basically, which I thought was really weird because I'm like, we really need you the phone just app. just give us the phone. Yeah, or just give us the phone. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, give a phone to the press. <laughs> I think they just wanted to monitor us. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah, probably. I don't know. So... Anyway, they gave us uh, three different options of getting in the vehicle. They gave us the best key in the world, which is carabiner, even though it's upside down. Yeah. And it's a really good key, though. Yeah, it looks great. It's wonderful. I think the, all the buttons and stuff, it's all reversed and upside down, but the key idea is really good. And it's a wonderful little orange thing, carabiner. You can use it as a fidget toy. It can't sustain any weight, but it's just a really nice key. It's for your pant loop. Yeah. And then they gave us a bracelet. I love that idea. But that's because you're, wear- you're wearing a bracelet. Yeah. but That's really... You're wearing a watch. Yeah, it's just a watch. Yeah. That's a bracelet. You're wearing a fashion item. This is a useful tool. So big would that... Cause, guy yeah, <laughs> big, big fashion guy. So would that bracelet, though, because it's a useful tool that you can get in your car. Okay. Why would you use anything else? I you never have to worry I about hate, losing your keys. I hate taking keys. my phone on a run or my key on a run. Like, if, I, if my key could just be on me so maybe there's the disconnect (laughs) (laughs) kyle 
is not the runner per se. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe I just am not the use case for this. Yeah. <laughs> and then they also gave us two key cards. Yeah, two key cards. Those are good. Nice yeah. key cards. Nicer than Tesla's key card. And they're white. They're the exact opposite of Tesla, yeah. <laughs> which is cool because I had it right next to my Tesla key card and I knew which one was which. And I think a lot of Rivian owners will own a Tesla. So it worked really well, actually. There's a lot of Tesla stuff in this truck. The bongs, when you turn on the ding, 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 it's identical to Tesla. Mm -hmm. it's, the steering wheel controls. Are, yeah, the steering wheel controls are identical pretty much. Although the speed and distance are reversed from autopilot, which is kind of annoying. I wanted to use the scroll wheel for speed and not the left and right for right, speed right. adjustment. Um, and yeah, autopilot, their driver plus situation is activated the same way autopilot is. Which makes it very nice and simple. It was just like, it's going to be so easy for someone to transition out of a Tesla into this truck. Everything's exactly where you want it. Right. And we have some friends, you know, Don and Marianne in North yep. Carolina. And remember when she was getting the Model Y, she was like, everything's so different than the X. And I just want every car to be the same so I don't have to relearn something. Aren't they basically the same though? No, the X had the autopilot down here. Oh, right, right. And... And that was like a big pain point. And, and that was the first time I really was exposed to people wanting that. Anyway, so this one's good in, in terms of simple. Tesla owner stuff. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about how simple it was, was your temperature controls. Hi. Just, what do you mean? You got to keep pressing the button. You can't push and hold? You push and hold, it goes to high. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I just want to push and hold so it goes up by like 5 or 10 and then you just let go. Hmm, you want it to, to, to creep up. Right. I did not have that complaint. You just had a dial. Yeah, so you came up with a great idea for the temperature controls, which is like a little scroll wheel dial right underneath the screen, like a nice camera backing of some mm -hmm. kind, like uh, one of these light adjustment situations, just right underneath the screen. Anyway, what else you got, Jordan? Um, the last one here is like, uh, actually a bunch of people piggybacked onto it. Just wanting to know what the off-road package actually includes because no one could really get straight answers from Rivian. Really? And I don't know. Yeah. I didn't look. Yeah. We I, just took the truck and did what we did. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess a request for next time is to like get it up on a lift and look underneath. And well, like, that was the plan, but, but uh, we didn't know exactly what the capabilities of our lift were. Yeah. I was so, worried uh, our lift could not lift the truck cause we put it in the bay. We have a oh, lift yeah? downstairs. And like, I think our lift could, I think they're rated for four ton, but it didn't say anything on there about it being four it's ton. It's not the beefiest lift in the world. It doesn't look yeah. good. Yeah. And I was like, we, don't we just it. got this truck on day one. We just got this truck. We just got this office. We don't want both I to heard break. little pucks for the Rivian, but eh. like not our truck. So yeah. <laughs> there's pinch welds. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I got a little, little gun shy of putting it on the lift. And if Timon's not. 100% in, then I'm really not 100 <laughs> Yeah, usually Tyron's like, full send, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, that's pretty much all the questions here. Um, and I guess, you know, the last part of that one question that asked about, basically about our final thoughts um, was like, what would you do on our 2T or whatever the second version would be? Like, what would we improve? Uh, smaller brakes to fit a smaller wheel. Bigger brakes for more performance. I'm focusing here on the off-road wow, section. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only truck that can haul up Wrist Canyon faster than almost so, any Plaid could. Off-road package, could you go a bit more conservative on the brakes? Yeah, let's say off-road package bigger. made a smaller brake, and then you have your performance package to where you have the same size brakes or this even bigger. This is the Nürburgring spec. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 
where it just is slammed all the time <laughs> on race slicks. Yeah, because Nurburgring, you want the suspension to work. It's actually got to be up and soft. Otherwise, you'll bottom it out. You know, there's section where we were catching air. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. We need the Rivian on the Nurburgring. Yeah, we got to bring the Rivian to the Nurburgring. Yeah. All right. So final, yeah, final. We're going to need more than a week for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, I mean, I think it's amazing. Uh, yeah, let's see what forest green, ocean coast interior. That's the spec. No nope, launch me. green. Kyle likes launch green. Darker green's better. Launch like green is me. yellow too. Compass yellow is nice. But I could never pull that off. I could. I would no. Do, the I yellow would, is a no wait, go. You know what looked really good was an, was the all blacked one on the twenty two inch sport wheels. Oh yeah, that did look. That good. looked hot. Yeah. When you put it in low, not lowest, on the big wheels, blacked out. I was like, wow. Yeah. An R one S is going to be the new Range Rover. Yeah, I'm going to see if my dad wants to buy one. Yeah, that'd be cool. I can't wait to see the R1S. Yeah, I mean, things would change. It'd just be like soft, some software stuff, some drivetrain tuning a little bit for the low like speed. Like weird but... oddities and like mostly when it's fully loaded. But for I don't think people are going to push the truck as hard as we did in generally. And most people will just go wide open throttle in a straight line, and it's tuned really well for that. Yeah, there's no major deal breakers. It's just no a, lot deal breakers. Of, a lot of stuff can be improved by software. The Even charging those... is kind of... The, yeah, the one of the weakest. That's the major thing I think I would even, see in a newer. We haven't even talked about the driver assistance yet. Oh yeah, yeah. Driver assistance was incredibly glitchy. Yeah. When it was on, it was wonderful. So I have very high hopes for the system, but it requires pre-mapping, and I'm not sold that pre-mapping is the answer. But from a user perspective, it's really annoying. And the truck would tell me when I was on roads that were not pre-mapped, but. I was on a lot of roads that were pre-mapped and it just wouldn't activate because of a glitch. Yeah. So again, I think we're two, one or two software updates away from this thing being dialed in. Yep. And I'm glad we got the truck when we did. I'd love to get it back again, you know, or borrow a viewer's car or one of our friend's cars. We now have family members with them too. Like everyone I know is getting one of these. So I don't think it'll be hard to make Rivian content. There's so much to make. And of course we're in the market for one. Yeah. Um, it's just a couple of software updates. The driver plus though was really great. And I like that the wheels capacitive and not torque. That's how I it think should to, be. Yeah. Torque is a sketchy. Your torque is really the first sketchy. time I ever drove, I think it was your model three from going from your house to the track. It was an autopilot. I was like, yeah, no big deal. Just relaxing. And then someone pulls in front of me. I go to make a lane change. And I'm like, Oh, yeah, you gotta can't. go past the buffer. So you like get hit. And then when you do go past the torque limitation, you're like got so much inertia already that you're like, exactly. I was like, Oh, okay. That's not how you're supposed to do it. I remember when not in this model three, but one that we had earlier, uh, Alyssa was driving it. We were going to Wilmington, North Carolina, and she was making a lane change and the vehicle decided, cause we had enhanced autopilot in that car and made lane changes and it decided it wanted to go back to the other lane. Like it just freaked (laughs) out. And so she took the wheel and like cranked it so hard. And I was like, oh, crap. And we started sliding. I had to reach over and, like, correct the slide. Oh, no. <laughs> and so then I was like, we're going to spend more time on track. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think that pretty much wraps up. Liz. Final thoughts. Really, the best thing to, come, to keep in mind is Rivian gave us this vehicle with no restrictions, which no automaker ever really gives us restrictions. We usually, yeah, for people who don't know, we typically have about 500 miles and a week. Yeah, and we could do a lot with that. But Rivian, how many miles did we do? 3,200. 
And yep. we can do that with other, we put 10,000 on a Tycon once. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we've done, you know, multiple over 5,000 mile loans for special stories and stuff yeah. like this. But, you know, we told Rivian, hey, we want to run this through our test. They gave us the vehicle. They never said, hey, don't, don't do this, don't do that, yeah, don't, don't like launch it off road or don't jump it. I think the, like, yeah, I think the only thing it, they said is don't jump it. I don't even remember them telling me. They may have told you that. I, I never heard it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I didn't jump it, actually. I wanted to, but it just... The suspension It's, it's did, hard to find a soft landing for a car jump. Yeah, for sure. And you don't want to turn into the, these YouTubers crashed yeah. a Rivian and then we're just screwed. These YouTubers yeah. jumped a Model S in yeah. California. <laughs> oh, God, that was crazy. Okay, so um, basically Rivian gave us the truck full confidence. Do whatever you want. No restrictions. Go have fun with it. And the truck performed flawlessly. Yeah. There, I do want to talk about a couple issues I experienced, though. There were three. There's wind noise from the passenger side mirror. Or yep. mi not mirror, but um, the, the, uh, the, win seal. the window seal was. So rough. that's an yeah. issue with this particular truck, yeah. probably not on others. No, definitely not. Then the last day we had it, literally while I was going out to film the driver assistance review, the map and GPS and cell connection failed. all failed. It was GPS and cell. Mm -hmm. And so I tried the soft reset. I tried a hidden secret hard reset situation that they asked me not to tell anyone about. And I won't because, you know, it doesn't matter. Up, to down, me. left, down, down, B. <laughs> Break, the, guys. There was like the next level of reset before yeah. you start pulling 12-volt battery stuff, yeah. which you can pull the, the – it has two 12-volt batteries. You can disconnect the fireman's loop. I explained it in the first video. Pull the negative terminals. Um, then re you know, let it sit for 20 minutes, reconnect the fireman's loop, put both negative terminals back on at the same time, mm. uh, so that the truck has constant voltage on startup. And then they said, it's just going to throw a whole bunch of codes and you'll have to bring it in anyway. But that might, that's like the hardest reset. There's one in between. Um, and then, um, then it didn't recover from that the whole way back to Denver. So I was kind of bummed about that because I really wanted to shoot the drive. We had every, all of the driver assistance systems in one place. Yeah. And so I've already, perhaps when we have another Rivian come, we can finish that up because I filmed with some vehicles. And maybe they'll have improved it a bit by then. Who knows? Well, the system's amazing when yeah. it's on, like no issues with it at all. It doesn't do lane changes, but everything, you know, lane centering is competent. Yeah. And then the last issue I had was with the suspension mm -hmm. and um, multiple times the compressor got hot. And it basically wouldn't lift the vehicle up. Now, granted, this was after us either beating the crap out of it or raising lower, raising lower, raising lower. And at one point, I raised it all the way to max. It didn't quite make it into max, but the car <laughs> thought it was in max. And it limited my top speed to 20 miles an hour. And I'm, like, about to merge on the highway. So I, like, quickly pull over. And it won't let it go. It said you need to let the air compressor cool off before you lower the suspension. And it's not uncommon for air suspension stuff to overheat this happens in a whole bunch of cars this is why you went to a steel spring setup for right. example yeah and um you know i've experienced it on range rovers and and tycon actually and some other things and um basically the car was locked at 20 miles an hour so i had to limp it over to the charger i let it sit for two minutes and then it was fine but you would think it could purge air when it was hot Right. You know, so that could use a little bit of a better fail safe so you don't get locked at 20 miles an hour in max height. I understand that was probably a unique scenario. Uh, and the suspension faulted out in Moab at the worst possible time. What happened? <laughs> when I was on the back, when I was on like a downhill like this, I think it was just overloaded. 
And it said, like, service suspension. You know, like, we're a, everything's ruined. And then as soon as the car leveled out, it was mm, fine. Sounds like a McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was just under too much load for too much time. The truck performed flawlessly. There was no issue with performance. Yeah, it seemed like... It just came up with the error. It just like the brakes well. came up with service brakes immediately when we got them too hot. The Tesla does the same. Yeah, thing. every yeah. car should do that. Yeah, yeah, of course. And and some <clears> cars <throat> will throw up all the forward collision warning stuff. Everything throws up warnings when you push it to its limits. The Rivian was no exception. Nothing broke, uh, and we really put it through its paces. Yep. Yeah. That's my time with it. I just am I'm blown away by the competence and the breadth of capability and the build quality. Not one squeak and rattle, even after bombing this thing under some pretty aggressive roads. Felt really good. What do you guys think? I <laughs> thought it was amazing. I was very impressed with the capability of the truck for being 7,000 pounds. And you're not an EV guy. We should uh, Yeah, no. Yeah. EV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing, like... I was disappointed by was range while towing, but who's also going to tow 7,400 pounds with a Rivian? But Probably remember, nobody. We tested this. It's not the weight. It's the arrow. Hmm. The trailer with the, with the wind thing did worse than the V nose. Yeah, but I still, the weight has something to do yeah, with it. Yeah, of course. The weight yeah. does have an effect. I'm just, towing anything yeah. will affect it for sure. Yeah, but you liked it. Yeah. I what do you think of the spec? Um... I personally wouldn't go with white. I'd go for the darker green. And so forest green like Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, this is the... But I keep that interior color because I hate a white interior. You Wrong. wouldn't get forest edge <laughs> interior? Or wait, you wouldn't get green with a green interior? No, that's terrible. <laughs> I actually think so, too. I'm not that's people that. that get like a white car with a white interior. It's oh, I think that looks good. No. Or like a beige Audi with a beige interior. This, this as was, long as it's a wagon, then it's fine. This was the one spec I was didn't care. I so yeah, on paper I was like this is the worst spec and I, I still so liked too. it. I, I liked it a lot. That's how good it is. Um but I would have preferred, you know, different color, different I interior. heard the ocean interiors are delayed. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time was like, "Wouldn't buy me." Uh, yeah. No, I'm smitten. I mean, that's a hard vehicle to give back. So It is. But I'm I'm actually glad it's back. It's very relieving. That's good. Yeah, that cuz you can sleep now. Yeah. We, yeah. For anyone else, they'd be like, no, don't take it from us. And Kyle's like, please take it. I need a break. <laughs> so we're just vibing with it. It was just the worst week to have it because everyone was on vacation. We had tons of drive programs and we were just spread too thin. Yeah, it was a lot, but it was great. Good time. So, I mean, yeah, that pretty much wraps up our cumulative thoughts. I mean, there's lots of videos out and more coming <laughs> that we're still in the queue to be edited and more we'll make when we get another Rivian because yeah, I feel like I felt like we did almost everything and then talking through it, it's like, Oh, we did like half the stuff we were doing yeah. originally. So yeah, but yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And, uh, we'll see you guys. Another one, go check out the out of spec podcast on all the podcast platforms and all the reviews videos coming soon. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. 
And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.